Oh, little one, my little one, come with me, your life is done. Forget the future, forget the past, life is over, breathe your last. Hello and welcome to episode 168 of Under the Call of MS. At the little Clive, Clive Barker quote from Aberat. One of the greatest horror writers out there. Today we just got a couple of comics to talk about quick. For all the hippy-dippy stoners out there, if you want to check out uh, Saturday's episode of Crimson Cull Comic Club podcast, audio and sometimes video versions, uh, I talked about the ginger dead man meets evil bong. While reading that, I found out there is a book, The Ginger Dead Man Baking Bad, that you should read first if you are interested in that. I would I would recommend, but I didn't. But it was still enjoyable. I also talk about 3D Heavy Metal Monsters, which is another 3D book from the same company that I talked about before with a Frankenstein-style 3D 3D story, and I also talked about Woodstock, uh, the comic book, which goes back, goes ahead a thousand years, and then goes back to the original Woodstock, and stuff in between, and it's very, very enjoyable story, something I put off for a long time, thinking it was just another Woodstock story, but thankfully it wasn't, and it was a fun way to look at things. And then today we will talk about DC Annual Justice League Dark, number one, which I had all my stuff laid out down here. Apparently, I got it all mixed up. Okay, well, I guess I'll just go off. By my readings, I had some notes for it, which would have got us deeper probably, but <laughs> I don't know where I put my notes. I'm all over the place again today. Got a mess going on. I get disorganized, but I'm trying to set up for a rummage. So everything's getting messier. But you go back into a storyline where the Justice League is working with Swamp Thing. Uh, Swamp Thing's gone through some stuff that I don't know about because I don't think I read about it, but it sounds like Swamp Thing's had like some of his abilities or part of him, his soul or something removed during a long time, uh, an ongoing run that that they had a side event run or whatever, but John Constantine works with uh, Swamp Thing in here to get him motivated to go check out something that they found out about a, a couple who had their child die. Um, their child gets the flora effect that Swamp Thing has where the 
he's got the ability of the swamp, the green. And this character has the ability to work with like flowers. The different flora around and stuff. So Swamp then goes to find this character, talk to this character, help this character out, make him understand what happened, what the true story is from what he believes happened the day he burned up and died, and try and explain to him what who he actually is. While this other character comes in and is trying to corrupt the soul the young soul himself and take advantage of his abilities and stuff. And you will have to read the story yourself if you haven't to find out more, but it's a very interesting uh, look at the Swamp Thing's abilities, how they affect other people and stuff and seeing new characters well, a new character, at least. I think the other character has been around for a while. But I'm not a huge DC fan, as most know. So I could be way off. They could both be characters in the DC realm. I'm not sure. But then we checked out Spike, the devil you know, by IDW. Number one, two, three, two and three. I was thinking that these three were the only ones in the run. Hoping I had the full story when I picked them up. But apparently it goes on beyond number three. I'm not sure if it's like a five-issue run or how far ongoing it is. But I will have to get some more of these comics to understand what's going on. What happens in the end and stuff. Because I was getting all into it and stuff. It could only be one more issue the way they have it ending at the end of the third one. But I'm sure it goes at least five, six issues. But we'll have to check that out. But anyways, Spike is on the hunt. Trying to figure out some... He apparently heard some rumors or something about someone opening the Hellmouth again. And he's, of course, the savior of the big Sunnydale Hellmouth event. One of the saviors, but he feels he's the main he's the person that closed the hell hellmouth in Sunnydale. Uh in this one, the character that's trying to open the Hellmouth is trying to bring some demons into our realm. Make some money off it, make a deal off it, and ends up being a bigger deal than they expected because the first demon that comes through has some different fo- plans and during this you have spike and this new character to me but the way they're talking bantering back and forth i'm thinking that he's part of the buffy uh later runs like season probably somewhere after season eight or so sorry but i got but hiccups kicking in for some reason. Uh, but these two team up. They don't really care for each other, of course. But they work work out decent enough because they keep their mind focused on 
thing in hand and they'll worry about fighting with each other later on down the road. But I really like this demon character guy. He's got issues because he's got a big old tail. So every time he turns into a demon, he rips his ass out of his pants and the <laughs> spike guys gives him shit about it. But, uh, these two keep working to try and find out who's opening up the Hellmouth, trying to do something, where they're at, where they're opening this. And it's just the basic standard hunt and chase, trying to find the bad guys and save the world and all that stuff. But this is enjoyable seeing these two characters. I'd like to see more of this, which I obviously will because there's at least one more issue that I'm going to have to look for, but I'm going to have to see what this demon character, if he survives this run, where he goes to, where he went to, or what happened, but now we have a whole new Buffy the Vampire Slayer run out there, redoing the whole Hellmouth and everything from Sunnydale and the next volume, so I couldn't get into it, storyline was alright, I think I went. 12 comics into it. I wanted to get through the whole Hellmouth chapter. And I didn't do no side runs, but I was did find out that they did a little uh, a issue that brought in um, Oz, the werewolf. So that caught my curiosity, and I picked up that issue, which I talked about, I believe, on here, and I enjoyed that. And I will read more now that Oz is around. If the storyline keeps going for a while and they don't kill him off early like they did in the series, the TV series. But yeah, check those out. They're enjoyable. I like them all. And I will get back to you with some MS information in a bit. Okay, let's get to some MS Multiple sclerosis information, if we can speak <laughs> long enough to make it through it. <laughs> There's a lot of questions around dairy and MS. Uh, I just want to talk about some different things that can give you a possible healthier lifestyle with MS. Maybe get rid of some inflammation issues and stuff like that. But I am going to be restructuring a lot of my stuff over the next month. I'm going to be talking a lot about a lot of different things that affect us food-wise, uh, spice-wise, health-wise, different types of options for other medications and stuff like that because I am still 0 for 5 on my Ocarvis, still no answers. No one's coming up with anything. Don't know where the fucking medication is, but oh, only got 500,000 other ones sitting in a cooler. Why don't you pull a new one out and give me the damn thing while you worry about where it's at? It's like my insurance covered my stuff and took care of everything. They've already been billed and I never even got to my appointment. So when I do, I have a feeling there's going to be a bunch of more fiascos going on with all this crap and more co-pays and all this shit. I'm going to have to try and figure that out because I'm a person that goes online, does all my questionnaires and everything for my doctors ahead of time, pay my co-pay, all that shit. 
and then it gets lost in the system and then they they're like oh you didn't pay you got to pay again or we don't have it on record or whatever it's only the 21st century and every computer in the world can tell you the same exact thing but oh we can't figure out that you paid it already <laughs> they're like one of the guys from comic group that got screwed over by a podcasting platform and charged him like 10 years worth of fees and never took the money, gave him his money back or anything. Yes, fight that over and over. Doesn't matter. They don't care. But All right. Research shows a diet and high saturated fats can increase inflammation in the body. And increased inflammation means more pain. So we want to do what we can to lower our inflammation levels with certain things to try and ease up some of our body pains. There are mainly, these are mainly found in animal products. Dairy is basically all animal based. Uh, white refri- refined green- grains and high sugar foods are also linked with inflammation. This is going to be a rough day, a rough episode if I can't get my speaking straight. Now I don't know why my, my brain's all over the place today. But <laughs> dairy products provide nutrients like protein, calcium, and vitamin D, which we need, which are great for us. We need protein to build and repair body cells and keeping a strong immune system. Definitely want proteins in your body at night when you go to sleep because that's your biggest body's repair time. So you want it, want it to be able to do as much as it can while you're sleeping. Uh, we need vitamin D and calcium, which are important for bone health. People with MS are at a higher risk of osteoporosis, which I think is a big concept and aspect of our leg pains and our arm pains and all that stuff. Because when the bones are weaker, it's harder to move those bones, I'm assuming. This is all just my speculation, so don't take it as doctor's word or anything like that. Always consult with your doctor first and figure out your shit with them. Just use me for a concept of maybe giving you some ideas to look into and stuff and research more. But I don't give you all the facts. I just give you some pinpoints from things I've researched. and Hopefully they help somewhat. I'm using them for me. This is like a giant uh, airy for me. And I'm just going to try and build my food platform and stuff, health platform to the way my body feels. I feel this is my perfect chance to do it right now since I'm off off the MS med and this way I'm going to understand exactly what my body's feeling with each thing I do as long as I don't just pile a bunch of shit together. I think the first thing I'm going to have to definitely do is at least a four-week Sugar flush, I like to do six weeks. I'll probably do at least four weeks started and then play some, play with a couple of recipes and then do maybe like another week or two flush and then try a couple other recipes and that way I'm actually getting the full fledged effect of the, what the foods are doing. 
if you want to try some dairy alternatives, they got tons of different milks out there uh, with added calcium. You can get soy milks, almond milk, oat milks. I think they have sunflower milk now. Uh, they Every year they come out with another one. Pretty soon we'll be eating firefly milk or something. They'll be milking fireflies. Who knows? But our bodies make some vitamin D through sunlight, but it's very hard to get enough vitamin D this way. And you pretty much got to fly towards the sun and just stay there for a few days and see if you, your levels even increase. Uh, most need vitamin D supplements, which are easy to find. Uh, most MSers take 3,000 to 40,000 IUs of vitamin D daily, depending on on how, what your levels are. You can get your butt out there, get your blood work done, and see, check your levels, see where they're at. Uh, you should be getting blood work every year anyways, so they know whether or not they should do the yearly MRI, the bi-yearly, whatever. They know where your sugar levels are, where your vitamin D levels are, your B, vitamin B12 levels are, all that, all the different things that are important to keep an eye on. So that way you know how to medicate yourself around it. Uh, I love my chart. As soon as I go in and get a blood test done, all my numbers and everything are to me half the time by the time I get home that later that day. Or within a day, they'll send me my results before I even get to hear anything from my doctor. Which is nice. I can look over the numbers and then if I have any questions, I can write them down and I can talk to her about it. Uh, social media and MS is a thing that can help you out cognitive-wise and stuff. you got to watch yourself. Representing yourself and your condition can help boost your confidence and help help with cognitive decline. And connecting with other MSers, MS groups, medical facilities, medication, panels and groups and sites and all that stuff are a great way to keep information flowing to you on a regular basis. Any new information, stuff like that, that comes out and all that with multiple. Uh, having your own voice is nice being able to compare your condition to others and see where they're going but everybody goes through this differently everybody has different issues and symptoms and stuff so don't judge yourself by others just listen to what they have to say and see if any of their stuff can be useful for yourself uh Research false information. Uh, find the truth yourself. Never take for word anything you hear or read. Always look at it yourself. Research it and double check it because there is a ton of false shit out there. Uh, when diagnosed with an illness like MS, others will give you unsolicited advice on how to manage your disease. This usually simplifies a complex problem oversimplifies a complex problem sorry and it's your problem to start with they have no opinion it's not theirs to just give toxic positivity and all this shit 
the advice is usually inaccurate and it leaves you feeling judged for your health condition and telling someone with a serious illness or condition that everything happens for a reason or to uh, just think positively (laughs) and to uh, not let MS define you do more damage than good to us and it can do a lot of damage to them if they do it around me because they might end up with a broken nose Uh, unfollow anything or anyone that causes you stress or anger that's common sense just get them out of your life you don't need it it's a bunch of extra added bulls crap you don't need be supportive to others uh, set boundaries about what you make public. Sit on it for a day before regretting what you post if it's something that might be controversial. Uh, try to post good context and content. Uh, social media should be informative, connecting, and fun. Posting about your health and following the health journeys of others can be incredibly healing and cognitively happy. Healthy, I mean. (laughs) It can also be taxing, thinking about MS all the time. So take a break and check out comics, (laughs) comic books or something else, a TV show or get out and about. To give your mind variety, it's okay to unplug and see some friends, family, whatever. Play with your child or your pets. uh, Read a book outside, etc. Listen to some music. Just get away from the online stuff. Don't just delve into it and never leave it. Otherwise, you're going to just lose control of your life altogether. So, But, yeah, it's hard with people giving you those different thoughts and positivities and saying things like, yeah, I know someone with MS. They ate a piece of lettuce and now they're cured. <laughs> there is no cure. It's, it, you'd be amazed how many people tell you that people cured their MS doing this, that, and the other thing. It's like dumbasses. There is no cure for multiple sclerosis. <laughs> Hopefully there will be in the future. But unlike other diseases like cancer nowadays, a lot of them can say, I used to have cancer. You hear constantly people that had some type of form of cancer. It's, it's like, well, yeah, we all pretty much do. It's like there are cancer-forming cells in our body. So no matter what, we all have the ability. It's just what triggers them and sets them off. But yeah. If you uh, come to a social event and make a day for one person, a day about other people, and it has nothing, the day has nothing to do with them or their thing you're trying to celebrate because it's like a few weeks later. So it has nothing to do with the day that you're actually celebrating. It's like leave, then you may be my relative. Uh, If you get mad because 
mad at me and tell me that you don't understand that why I'm starting to get frustrated or angry angry because uh you trying to take the focus away from someone else and putting it on me or something like that and trying to tell me how I should react and be then you may be my relative if you don't understand what I'm going through or why I all of a sudden during a happy moment have a pseudo pseudo ball bar effect issue uh, episode, which I haven't had in a long time. And a happy moment turns to a sad moment to me. And I have to go walking off. And you don't understand why. You may be my relative. <laughs> if you... Uh, judge me and try and tell me things I should do and think I haven't researched a thousand times more than you could ever even imagine, you may be my relative. If you constantly ignore what I ask and don't do what I ask to try and help make my life a little bit easier, to get stress-related things that your life is causing me, and I'm trying to get through to you to try and make it a little smoother on me, and you ignore it, you might be related to me. Uh, if you live in the Northwoods for 10 or so years, and that one hour a year I actually see you, the only thing you ever talk about is how you want to take a boat on a lake, <laughs> but you haven't the whole time you lived in the land of lakes, you may be my relative. <laughs> if you go on and ignore all my information I researched for you and tried to help you out with, and you get angry at me because I tell you it, and then all of a sudden months later, the thing happens that I told you was going to happen. And you just ignored it and still do it <laughs> incorrectly, you may be my relative. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't understand why I put free information out there. Family and friends and all that. 98% of them ignore it. And it's like, then you come around me and say things that you should know better than to say or do things that you should know better than to do around me because you could find out all that information and you don't have to listen to the comic book section. You don't have to listen to the eyeball news sections. You don't have to listen to the comic story sessions. You can just listen to the episodes that are simply named MS Deep Dives, which is probably going to be my next episode coming up but yeah there's tons of great information out there that i'm putting out there i may sound like shit this may be a crappy podcast but i'm putting information out for myself and i kind of was hoping that after mentioning enough times that yeah my siblings would maybe listen to a few episodes and actually find out what they keep asking me about so you want to learn shit about me, learn it. If you don't, don't pretend like you want to learn 
the few times I see you. Yeah, I don't want to get deep into it. If I do, I'm not going to stop, and this episode's going to go for four hours, and I'm just going to bitch about people. <laughs> I just can't believe we're so ignorant with things that they used to be different with. But, yeah, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that, I think. Let's end this with a little bit of weird news from the old days. Guy was stealing his neighbor's hubcaps and didn't notice his neighbor was in the car who ran over his stealing hand with his car. The thief was awarded $74,000 plus medical expenses. So remember, kids, even if you do things right, you're always wrong. One last one a man just robbed a house and left through the garage, but the opener wouldn't work and the house door locked behind him. Homeowners were on vacation and got back eight days later to find the thief, who survived on a case of Pepsi and a bag of dried dog poop, sued the homeowner's insurance, claiming the situation caused him undue anguish. The jury agreed to the tune of $500,000. Now, if he would have took tools that should be in the garage, and got himself out of the garage. You had eight freaking days, you dumbass. <laughs> There's ways to get out of shit. <laughs> and then he would have ended up probably in jail and sued because he damaged their property. But no, he gets locked in their garage for stealing, and he gets a half a million dollars. That's how sad the United States is, folks. <laughs> we do. We are fucking ignorant. But that's our episode for today. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick shit out monster. Check out Crimson Color Comic Club under the call. See what you can do. Make your life better. And we'll get back to you with probably an MSD dives next.